Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. I am your boy Buzz, and I'm joined by my guys, Tony and Johnny. And it's Sunday fun day, man. We got a plethora of topics to talk about. Before we get into all those, be sure to go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Socks on Tap at Ontap Sportsnet. Guys, we haven't been on the mic in about two weeks, man. There's some cool things to talk about. See what you all have been up to. And, uh, you know, Johnny, let's start with you, man. How are you doing, brother? Hey, Buzz, I'm good. Uh, good to be back on Sunday Funday here. Um, obviously, last week was Mother's Day, so uh, a couple of us had celebrations going on, um, uh, not able to find time to record. And then the week before that was uh, Mama Nani's birthday. So um, likewise, on Mother's Day, uh, another dinner that I was not able to be, you know, uh, Sunday both of you guys yesterday if anyone saw on tony's twitter we got together for some safe don't worry we were safe social distanced uh driveway beers out at buzzes so um that was fun uh that was good good to meet up with you guys but uh fun to be back here and we got a lot of topics to discuss so um glad to be back tone how you doing man hey johnny hanging in there it was good to see both of you guys yesterday have some beers i hear somebody cracking them over there i think that's buzz guilty guilty there we go, crack him. We got to crack him yesterday. Uh, it was almost like a tailgate. Johnny had his Lurie Garcia jersey on, um, and it's always it's always a good day when Johnny's wearing his Garcia jersey because that normally means that uh, Lurie's going to do something good. So not sure what that was, but uh, he did something well yesterday, and Johnny was there to celebrate it, and it was uh, it was a good time. Good time, guys. Well, it's good to check in with everybody. And before we get into the show, just want to throw out a couple more things. Wanted to see how you guys were doing, but. Everybody, be sure you're following on tap on MixLR.com. Um, once you start following us, you can get email notifications of when we go live. And if you're going to listen to this in a podcast form, if you didn't make this live show that's happening right now, please, anywhere you can listen to podcasts, give us a five-star rating and review. That would be fantastic. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, anywhere you could find podcasts, you could find us. Johnny, lead us in, brother. What are we talking about today? Yeah, for sure. So um, first thing, I want to start on some good news here. Uh, We always go to the news section first, but uh, we do have some good news, and that is uh, Eloy Jimenez and his donation to a local uh, bridal shop in Chicago that has now been converted to wearing face masks during uh, the coronavirus pandemic. Um, Eloy, uh, you know, he's got a big heart. He's a loving guy. You always see him smiling on TV, um, but always in a lighthearted mood. But he donated $500 as well as $500 jewel gift cards and team uniforms to every employee of Novias Davilia. Um, bridal shop in Little Village. Uh, and like I said, they are now converted to uh, producing face masks. Our guy, Billy Ruffeld, put an article about that out there at ontapsportsnet.com yesterday. But uh, guys, I think it just speaks to Eloy um, and his uh, you know, loving nature. That's just the kind of guy he is, man. Yeah, Eloy's cool, man. I, the guy just, you could tell. He, you, you could tell genuine good guys. You see some people, you know, even players and even people in general who just, will be nice to the press or the camera or whatever just to put out a a good persona, I guess, if you will. But Eloy's just a really good guy, and the fact that he did that just speaks volumes to his character. And it's it just, you know, it's a really cool thing that he did, man. I'm, I I love that kid. I, and, and, you know, it speaks volume to the business as well. You know, at least they're keeping going and they're making masks and whatnot because obviously we heard of the shortages of masks and all that. So, I mean, just shout out to Eloy and, and the business that decided to do that. Super cool. Yeah, I mean, you guys you guys hit on everything there. I think Eli's just, that's the type of human he is. This speaks volumes about it. And, I mean, I'm just happy he's on the White Sox. I mean, 
for his on the field stuff and his off the field stuff. I think he's he's going to be a superstar in this city for years to come, and uh, you know this just shows it. You know, you see some of that stuff in uh, uh, what the Blackhawks have done when they were winning, and you see all the donations and stuff from Taves and Kane and all the charity work and stuff that Duncan Keith does, uh, Brian Campbell, stuff like that. The Bears guys do this stuff too. Um, it's good to see you know Eloy Jimenez jumping in here. Um, you know Tim Anderson and Jose have some stuff, but. Um, out there for for charity work. Uh, here's Eloy. I think he could be a face of the organization, just like Tim Anderson, as he keeps his stuff up. So that's all I've got to say on that one. Yeah, hundred percent. All right, guys, let's move along here um, because we do have some nitty gritty to get into um, of MLB details here. So first is we're going to start with the draft rules before we really get into the owners and players um, on this thing. But draft rules were announced this week um, once again over at onhipsportsnet.com. This is a theme. Uh, you can go and check it out. We have an article about it. Um, our guy CWS DJT wrote this one up, but. Um, Basically, uh, the format for it, first round in the competitive balance picks, that means 37 in total, um, will be on June 10th at 6 p.m. Central Time on MLB Network. And then rounds two through five, all of the remaining picks, since it is an abbreviated draft this year, only five rounds. But those rounds two through five will be on June 11th at 4 p.m. Central Time on MLB Network. So um, another thing, too, uh, in these rules is that teams cannot contact undrafted players and their agents, their families, all of that, until 8 a.m. Central Time on June 14th. So a couple of days after that actual uh, final draft day. And then after that time, then, um, they can negotiate with the players and they can sign for a maximum of $20,000 because um, that was what was previously uh, negotiated. And um, that's going to be the max that they can earn at this time just uh, because everything's so kind of thrown out of a loop here. So um, thoughts on MLB draft here really quick. I know a lot of people were upset about it being like, you know, being five rounds. And just that's just for me reading around, I guess. Um, you know, I haven't been too informed on it, I guess, in the most part, besides from what I've read here at ONTAP and a couple other places. But, I mean, I really don't know, man. I, it, just everything seems so weird right now. We, with the MLB draft, the NBA draft, how the NFL draft, you know, I just, I'm not really sure what to even think. But I'm ready for it to give us something to be excited about June 10th. So let's make it happen. Yeah, I mean, this, this is going to be an interesting draft, I think, number one, because you're only getting five rounds. Um right off the bat in a baseball draft i mean normally this thing's going three what is it three days um just yeah round upon round and and you see some yeah. some picks uh one of the things that stuck out to me in, in previous drafts is the white Sox picking a kid like uh, matt klug uh who's well known in white Sox twitter i think he's done some stuff with socks on 35th and a kid that lost his parents like i think they took him in like the 27th round or something maybe even later than that um but you see a lot of different things that go on you're not going to have that in this draft there's not going to be any sentimental picks you're not going to be picking uh guys that may be dual committed or dual sport athletes that uh, may go to the nfl or nba or anything like that so you've you've really got to hit in these five rounds uh with talent and guys with the white Sox, johnny i think you tweeted something out about this the other day it's like when was the last you know like white Sox first round pick that they really hit on um you tweeted something out about that you know that's so white Sox. Uh, this really limits the uh, this really limits the ability to go and get a guy in a late round that might be a steal and and, and run up your your prospect list real quickly, um, and and you've seen that happen all the time, especially in baseball. It's such a large organization. Every team's you know filled with uh, multiple levels of the minor leagues, and then you've got you know the backfield stuff, extended spring training, all this. 
it's going to be interesting to see when you're only getting five guys, how you continue to fill out that pipeline. And then what really, really gets to me is the, the 20, the max $20,000 for undrafted players. There's going to be a lot of talent that's out there. And in my opinion, this kind of, it, it fuels the rich getting richer almost because everybody's going to want to go play for those top market teams because your next contract is going to be a little bit higher. I don't know how they're going to, even all that out, but you could see teams sign just a couple of guys. You could see teams stock up on a ton of stuff. It just seems, it's just really weird. I don't know what, what you guys think about that, but it just seems really weird uh, to do it this way. And I think some of the stuff that's going on with minor league baseball is definitely at play here. We've seen uh, the MLB trying to uh, eliminate some minor league teams, uh, and maybe they're trying to scale back on the draft, but uh a lot of kids' dreams who played college ball or high school ball this year uh, are not going to come true because of the limited draft. Yeah, Tony, for sure. Um, both of you guys made some good points in there. I, I've got three quick ones that I'm going to run through here. And uh, first of all is the, the event itself. Um, the NFL draft was a huge success. And obviously the NFL has many more eyes on it than MLB does. But if they do it right and, and they promote it correctly on social media um, and they're interactive about things, uh, I think this can be another um, solid, successful event um, in the sports world. And I think it could help bring some attention to MLB um, if they really have their shit together, basically. Uh, as they're airing this, like I said, as they're promoting it on social media, um, you, you don't want this to fall under the radar to, um, you know, basically there's nothing else going on. So you have to make it the most entertaining as you possibly can um, in its limited format. So that, that's number one for me. MLB can really capitalize on this um, from basically marketing themselves standpoint. Um, second of all, uh, yeah, the long-term implications, Tony, when you're talking about guys that um, it's not as deep, obviously we're, we're cutting this thing. Like, what is it like a seventh then total? Cause I think there's like what, 32 rounds of MLB draft traditionally. Yeah. Something ridiculous I'm like that. Look so that up like, right now, I'm not a draft yeah. expert by any means, but uh, I'm I'm gonna try and find that for you. Yeah, I mean, it is you know we're really cutting it off, and like you had mentioned, those uh, like you know sentimental picks in late rounds, um, or finding steals that kind of guys that uh, went under the radar and then blossom in a farm system and come up. Um, you're gonna find those guys uh, through the signing. So um, another thing too is then you know the uh, inaccurate or whatever the. Uh, um, what's what I'm looking for um, unknowns uh, of minor league baseball uh, going forward here, because you never know how big of a toll this thing uh, can take going forward on teams being eliminated uh, in that regard. So I think that's another thing um, uh, that you need to keep in mind here uh, with all this. So it was at 40, uh, Tony, Johnny, it was at 40, it was at 40 wow. and they're down to five. Yeah. So sig significant crazy. cup. Yeah. Yeah, pretty crazy. But um, then my third point then was, um, wow, another theme here. Uh, go to ontapsportsnet.com, click on the White Sox section. Um, our guy, Billy Ruffeld, wrote a great article highlighting seven guys that may be available for the White Sox at 11. So, um, like you, Tony, I'm kind of with you. I'm not too much of a draft expert when it comes to MLB, but uh, Billy put in the research, um, looked at some guys that he may want the White Sox to take, and it's nice because there's a mix uh, we haven't seen in a while, uh, them taking prep prospects, uh, meaning high school guys in the first round, it's been college for a while, and obviously the success conversion rate has not been great. Um, basically, Tim Anderson and Chris Sale, you're looking at your actual successes here from the past 10 years, really. Uh, we had some conversation on Twitter about that, uh, me and Chai Sox Hayes and a few other guys that were in that conversation. So um, that, that's all I've got on the draft. Um, guys, you ready to move on to the uh, meat of this thing, which is uh, 
the MLB and the players union finally discussing this. Yeah. Yeah, man. Let's lead, let's lead right into that. I'm ready. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it, it was when we were going to record, um, last week before, uh, things kind of went off the rails and we weren't able to find a time. Uh, the MLB was gathering details on the 2020 season. Um, the owners eventually agreed on those details and were presenting them to the players. Uh, and we knew this was going to be a process, uh, from the very beginning. Uh, we knew that there was going to be back and forth uh, on both sides here, but, uh, discussions from between the league and the MLBPA got underway this week. Um, and it's, there hasn't been too many, I would say, specifics guys uh it's not like anybody's there a fly on the wall at these meetings it's leaking anything that's coming out specifically here but you did hear some you know uh kind of what the siding of the owners uh was from some of the reporters and then players going on their social medias to um make their voices heard uh, on this with blake snell and trevor bauer being some of the most vocal here so um first of all um the owners kind of going back on their originally proposed prorated salaries um, has a lot of people uh, up in a bind um, and they're upset about it and the players um, upset about it and rightfully so. But at the same time, it was temporary uh, at the beginning uh, for playing, you know, both sides here and just looking at it objectively. Um, they said that they were going to revisit this. Um, and to me, it kind of seems like I'm not trying to slight anyone on this side, but um the players, of course, they want to get what they want. Um, Blake Snell said that very clearly on his Twitch live. But um, with the such a situation such as this, it's unprecedented and it's fluid. Um, they had to know that this stuff was going to be revisited. Um, I, I don't know what your guys' thoughts on that at first. So um, the, go ahead and sound off. Uh, I've spoken enough already, but I'll get any thoughts in after you guys uh, go ahead on this one because it is going to be a little bit of a debate here. <laughs> As far as, like you just said now, you know, it being revisited and being re-talked about, they should have expected that. I, I do agree with that. They should have expected it. But there's just some things where, I, I don't know, man, I you're playing it. It was a prorated salary, right? And then you're going to do the 50-50 thing, right? And then you have these guys that signed mega contracts. They're not mega contracts, but you know what I mean? Large contracts, right? And they're not going to be seeing all that. And then how uh, Blake Snell said, he goes, you know, I'm not I'm not going to go out there and risk myself if I think where he shot himself in the foot is like, and not maybe not to a lot of people, but to like how I kind of took it is like when you said you're going to have to pay me, you know, to put my life in danger. It's just kind of like, well, you're getting paid still not the amount that you should be, which was agreed upon during your contract, but it's a kind of a certain special circumstance right now do that. We're in a pandemic, but I, I also do agree, man, everybody is entitled to their opinion. Everybody's entitled to whatever they want to do. If he doesn't want to go out there and play, for a prorated salary, put himself in, in in danger. I can't really bitch at him too much, I guess. You know what I mean? I mean, that's yeah. just, the, that's oh, just oh. kind of the way I look at it, you know? And yeah. I, I I try not to pick sides during these whole things. And the reason being is because, you know, you, you'll see on Twitter a lot, well, these guys are millionaires and you should always side with the millionaire over the billionaire. <laughs> Dude, I'm a fucking thousandaire. I ain't got shit. You know, like, I, I don't, like, I'm not siding with anybody. I'm going to, I don't, you know, I'm not just going to side with somebody because they have less money than the billionaire or the billionaire has less money than the trillionaire. I don't care. You know, like I, I'm going to look at everything in depth and I don't think Snell said anything wrong. And if it's true that the what did they say the owners were going to lose with no fans collectively in the stands was about four billion. Right. That's a lot of fucking money, man. So, like, yeah. I mean, everybody's losing something here. So it's like you either get some money in your pocket or you like get no money in your pocket. Right. So I. 
I don't I don't know, man. It's it's a hard thing. I'm not involved within the discussions and the, you know whatever these people do. It's just I want baseball, but I'm never going to be one to tell somebody to you know suck it up and go play. I just that's just not my style. It's like you know do whatever the hell you want, I guess. But at this point, it's just it's getting old. It's getting irritating because something changes every day. Yeah, I I hear what you're saying, man. It it is frustrating. Uh, Johnny, you and I have talked on this subject at length uh, a few times, um, and I think we kind of share some similar similar values when it comes to this. But in, in my opinion, and it's just my opinion, nobody else's. That uh, you know, and I've 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 heard the Trevor Bauer arguments. I've I've listened to Snell. I've I've heard it all, um, and they make some great points. But at the same point in time, uh, you know. It, we, you're gonna have to make some concessions if you want to play the game, and I'm 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 a fan of this. You know, if if you don't want to play and you don't want to put your lives at risk, forego your year's salary, sit at home, do what you have to do for your family. If if you're a if you're a top tier player, if you if you're making millions and millions of dollars playing this game every year, it's probably not going to hurt you to sit the year out if you don't want to play. If you if you want to play. And you feel that it's necessary to play, and the league is ready to go, go ahead and do it. But don't don't bitch about the money because a everybody's losing, just like Buzz said. The fact that the owners are going to take a hit here, that's going to devalue what they can spend on teams, what they can put in in for entertainment, upgrade stadiums, keep stadiums uh, just functional, um, as well as do other things that eventually should turn around and benefit you as the fan. And as the player, facility upgrades, stuff like that. Every every single person involved with this is going to lose money, even down to the the ticket sales reps who could eventually wind up for a load. It's it's not pretty. But at the same point in time, if you have the ability to go out there and provide entertainment for people and do your job, I, I really think that you should. I just do. That's that's my personal opinion on this. Yes, I understand the, the health and safety precautions that need to be put in place, and we're going to go through those. I think some of them are a little ridiculous. But I I've, I've still go back to the fact that if we play baseball this year, if everything comes down to the point where we're ready to play these games and they actually start, baseball is still going to be a shell of itself. And the fact that everybody's going to lose a year of development versus actually getting out on the field and playing meaningful baseball games or however meaningful they are should be something that if you're a player, you want to get out there and do because you don't want to waste a year of your career. Um, and I know that puts the owners in a, in a position where they have the upper hand in these negotiations because they've pretty much said, here it is, take it or leave it at this point in time. Um, you know, and I'm not I'm not one to say that it's right that they're doing that, but at the same point in time, I think everybody here needs to get to a point where they say we need to either salvage this season some way or another and realize that both sides are going to take a loss here or we're never going to get past this point where we're at right now talking about how to salvage the season. So where the negotiations are right now, I'm not exactly comfortable saying we're going to see baseball this year. I don't know about you guys. No, I don't think we're going to – I don't know, man. I don't know if we're going to see it or not. But I, like I said, I, I agree with points that you made, but then I kind of disagree with other points that you made. I just – again, I you can't force anybody to do anything that they don't want to do. Here's the um, thing, though, Buzz. Like, all right, so you, you, you're going into work every day, right? 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. Have you told your yeah. boss, well, hey, I need more money because my life's at risk? Well, have I'm you had that not, conversation? I'm also not agreed to a contract. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like, I mean, like a guy like Blake Snell who gets, what, like 10 that's, mil a that's year. That's true, right? but they, they're, they're also in that position because they play the sport that they play. If you don't want to play baseball, oh, right. go, get a, go get a real, go get it, go get another fucking job just like everybody else. I just, I don't understand that mentality. If you've, if you've been successful enough in your life to get to a point where you own a baseball team or a professional sports team, and you're the owner of that business, you do what's right for your business. Don't, don't oh, come in here and 100%. say, don't come in here. Like that's, that's the thing. Th- those are employees. Yeah. They've got a union and I'm not going to get into the whole thing here, but if you're if you're the owners group, you've run that business. You you spend the money to pay these people. You spend the well, money I to pay these people. You... I feel like they should they should have some control. I'm, I want to hear Johnny chime in on this. Um, did I say there was going to be some debate here? Yeah, that's what we got going on. Um, that's that's exactly what I prefaced this whole thing with. Um, and one thing I want to make clear first is that this is the beginning. We're sitting here. What is this? May 17th Sunday here. Um, we're what? This is the first week that they're even talking about this year. Um, we knew it was going to be a process. So that, that's my first thing overall. Uh, I knew one of the questions here, I wanted to get just opinions early on and we'll get to it. Um, after we get through the safety protocols that are going to come next in this thing. Um, but I think it's still, you know, too early to determine yes or no, we're going to have one because, uh, you know, it's season in general, um, because there is going to be, I feel like the owners went into this with something that, okay, we're going to put this out first and then there's going to be pushback, no doubt. Um, and then we'll go from there on negotiation, um, going forward here. So I don't know the, the answer here, uh, if there is to be a season, but, um, Tony is one thing that you and I have kind of discussed just, uh, when it, when we've like talked on the phone about this or texted back and forth, um, is been that it's going to be tough for players to accept this because there's kind of a labor dispute within itself before a, um, before a, the one that we expected, the one that we expected when the CBA comes out, it's kind of already hitting the fan now so to say does that make sense i think that's kind of what we're seeing the early stages of here so i feel like instead of like uh say for example um looking at another at different points in the season here but um there's no dispute though in the nba or the uh nhl right now when they come back because that was all you know like started or whatever so they at this point in time may have a better chance right now if you're looking at it on may 17th 2020 right now um, of coming back because the money wasn't as big of an issue here. This is just going to be such a huge hurdle to overcome because it's a labor dispute when it, in itself. And then a couple of years down the road, we're going to have this again um, when the CBA expires. So um, I don't know. I'm not ready to make a ruling on this thing yet. Um, I think we need, you know, the, the time for them to discuss and if there's not, but as of right now, I would say that I'm not hopeful uh, because with you see some of the stark, uh, player attitudes there um th- they don't want to and that's you know like Ed buzz had said that's totally uh, up to them uh, that is their their call 100 it's, it's, it's their prerogative you know and like and that's that, the bad thing do, that's the bad thing about the, how, i mean here's, not here's, an, thing, here's another question you know how many how many white Sox fans right now are out there siding with the players just based off the fact that they hate jerry reinsdorf Oh, I'm sure there's a bunch. I'm sure there's a bunch doing that, but I'm not, I can give two shit. I'm, I'm be honest, with you, I can give two shits about that. I'm just looking at it in in a realistic form here. That 
if I'm working a 12 hour shift, I'm going back into now if we're going to implement, you know, my life and I know it's completely different, but we're going to implement my life and and my experiences into what this labor dispute that's going on right now. I've been a part of contract negotiations through a union when I was on the railroad. And if you're going to tell me, well, just for this little bit, you're going to come in and you're not going to make as much money as you were going to make before, or this is what we agreed to here, but you're not going to make that money. And then, you know, the owner that signs the checks is going to throw a bitch fit about it. That's the beautiful thing. But fuck you, dude. Like, I'm not going to I'm not doing it like period. And this is a special case in that, though, because maybe these guys are like are really concerned about getting sick or something like that, you know, and maybe not in Blake Snell's terms where he said if he had, you know, the uh, his top dollar, then he would he would do it. He's not going to do it for any prorated version of it. But if you have a guy that's like with a there was a player and I can't remember the name of the player. But his wife was pregnant, and they're talking about him just sitting out a year because he doesn't want to fuck with it, and he'll forgo salary. He doesn't give a shit. Like it's just it is what it is. You that's know, his, that's his choice. Respect it. Right. It's, like, that's his prerogative. I respect you know? like, that one hundred percent. Right. He could do that if he wants. But then again, I do agree on the other end of things. If I signed a contract and I'm still going to have to go put the work in, and I'm not going to get the money that I agreed to, then middle fingers up, man. I'm I'm all about I'm I'm here for the money. I'm not here for enjoying shit. I want money. Because, you know, money makes the world go around. And, yes, we're talking about large amounts of money, like where I just said I'm a thousandaire compared to we're arguing about billionaires and millionaires who are going to who can buy me 90 fucking thousand times over. But, again, whatever their prerogative is, man, they're they belong to a union. They're going to have to figure that shit out. I I don't tell anybody what to do. If you don't want to do it, you don't have to fucking do it. You want to do it? Be my fucking guest. Go ahead and do it. As long as it's not taking money out of my pocket, I really really don't give a shit it just sucks that we don't get to watch our team perform when we thought they were going to be good that's my only gripe about everything right now it all sucks i don't understand you know like they're saying you're losing four billion dollars here oh they're trying to do this because the owners are trying to manipulate this or the players are trying to do this because they're trying to get more and yada 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 you can speculate all you want we're not in the fucking we're not in the meetings we're not I was there. Say, I'd love, love to be a fly on the wall. Uh, exactly, <laughs> dude. And that's what I said yesterday in the driveway. Remember, I'd love to be on a fly. I'd love to be a fly on the wall just to hear what the fuck they're saying. But then you get these people that build up all these stances in this age of social media where they're like, oh, my God, fuck the billionaire. Or then you get, you know, the guy who's like, oh, they're millionaires. They should play for our entertainment. Like, dude, it's just like, what the fuck? Like, this yeah, is a not special you. circumstance. It's not you. Right. <laughs> this is just a this is literally a labor dispute. This is a like we're talking about having a lockout next year this is something that's been on the horizon coronavirus just accelerated it so i believe we talked about this one though the cba ends 21 end of the 21 season so johnny with the wine tonight that's a little that's a little known fact right there i just saw the wine glass what are you what are you sipping on johnny we'll 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 take Uh, away from this and take a little pause before (laughs) we get heated again I got uh, Kendall Jackson uh, Grand Reserve Cab Savion. So I had. Uh, can you, say, so can you, can you say that one more time, please? <laughs> Kendall Jackson Grand Reserve Cabernet Savion. Now say that in your <laughs> best Italian voice. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. You're the you're more Italian than me, then Tony. Oh, yeah, <laughs> so you, but um, yeah, that's like I said. There's going to be debate on the, on that topic there. So I don't um, think it was a heated debate though. I just think oh, it's no, a no, fair. No. And there's going to be know, debate. There's going to be a debate going yeah. forward between between us, between anyone you see on social media, between the players union and the owners themselves. So, um, like you'd said, Buzz, I think one thing that I'll close this segment out with is that it feels like it changes every day, and you see something right. new, from John Hayman, you see something new from Ken Rosenthal every day, 
every day, and we probably will for the next couple of weeks, I would imagine, at least. So what we gather from that, we'll discuss again uh, on a Sunday Funday. So we'll leave it at that for now. It is where it is right now. The baseball is not, you know, set in stone. Like, yes, it's coming back. No, it's not either way. Um, but let's get to I another. Just, I want to say per- one thing real quick, Johnny, before we move All on. Right. They need to figure oh. this out one way or the other, or it's going to be very damaging to this game as a whole, especially with the uh, bargaining agreement that I will agree coming with, to a close. You, they, yeah, I don't care who wins. I don't care who wins. I don't care who. Yeah, I don't care who wins, who loses. Just figure it out so we can have our sport back. And if there's, if there's one <laughs> league that's out there, and yes, yes, drop that one more time. Figure it out. There it is. Figure it out. He's. You're like a Canadian South Park character, Buzz. <laughs> I wish I had a flapping head, bro. <laughs> oh, maybe maybe we can get Schwartzy on that. Ooh, figure, yeah, the buzz, the this, buzz edit. Figure this out for ev- figure this out for everybody who will eventually come back through those turnstiles and and spend money on these games because there's a lot of people out there right now who are dying for something. And if baseball can figure it out, I think I said this last time baseball can figure it out and get their sport back quicker it's only better for this game obviously you have to take the health precautions into uh consideration here i think that's where we're heading with this so i'll turn it back over to johnny yeah um the transitions us into our next topic here and that is the um proposed safety protocols um for this so I, i'm gonna read off tweet from john Heyman here um and then a couple of other additional notes from the associated press um and then we're gonna dive into them from both a general standpoint and a white Sox standpoint so first of all john Heyman's tweet out or discouraged in proposed mlb protocols spitting seeds tobacco licking fingers fighting hitting inside meeting inside bat boys bat girls High fives, fist bumps, fraternizing, showers, sauna, hydrotherapy, Uber, subway, leaving the hotel. Um, And I'll touch back on the toughest ones of those because Heyman put an asterisk by each of ones that the players coaches said would be the toughest to adhere by. Licking fingers, hitting inside, high fives hydrotherapy and leaving the hotel. Um, and then also additional ones from the associated press, no mascots, no swiping of swapping of lineup cards at home plate before the game, no restaurants for road teams um, and showers at the ballpark discouraged. Um, that was kind of included in Heyman's as well. Um, but interesting here, Tony, before I'll hand this one over to you first, um, we'll get into the white Sox and our specific one that we want to talk about in a second, but overall you had said that some of these um, had kind of had you thinking. So I'll let you expand on that first first off no fraternizing how are you supposed to build any team camaraderie that's number one like if you're all in the hotel you're playing in the same ballpark you're traveling with your team to wherever it is you need to go if these guys are staying six feet apart like i don't know i, I don't know i don't get the no f- uh, fraternizing part the other one no spitting I don't, I don't know anybody who's ever walked onto a fucking baseball field and, like, the first thing that you want to do is just spit. I don't care if you're chewing. I don't care if you've got gum in your mouth. I don't care if you're just – you could have the worst fucking cotton mouth in the world. You're going to fucking spit on that field. Why? Because it's just natural. It's natural. What are they gonna, how are you going to stop people from spitting? Was the umpire just out of nowhere, like, sees Yon uh, Moncada spit on the field, like, oh, stop the game. And a hazmat fucking crew comes out and cleans up his spit. And then he gets fined or some shit. Like, what is this? No spitting? He's he's 12 to 15 feet away from the nearest person. What, are we going to ban the shift next because we can't have people next to each other? 
That that might be the only way we can ban the shift right now. No spitting? Are you fucking kidding me? I know that that, that they did this over in the KBO, but imagine trying to be a baseball player and just trying not to spit. What the fuck is Jose Abreu going to do? I know they said no tobacco. Oh, he's done. But that guy, that guy always, <laughs> they banned tobacco at, at fucking U.S. Cellular Field when it was still U.S. Cellular Field, and uh, he was still had the most impressive lipper in. So tell me that he's not going to have a lipper in. Like, I, I don't see that happening. No sunflower seeds? How un-American are we trying to make this game right now? It's fucking <laughs> ridiculous. Okay, don't All spit right. your sunflower seed at somebody else directly in the face. I get that. But, like, who's who's going to pick up somebody else's sunflower seeds off the ground? Anybody? You ever pick up somebody else's spit? Yeah, no? I maybe maybe the uh, the concern is that if it's being used while in the field of play, uh, sliding into that, maybe, I don't know. That, seriously, I'm just you know shooting uh throwing darts again this here. this all goes back but, to my whole thing that this is going to be a sh- baseball will be a shell of itself if they play this year yeah i before buzz uh, and you can get your take in i haven't on this gotten too. into mascots uh, yet <laughs> mascots <laughs> but with what you brought up with jose Abreu, and i promised i'd discuss this here but yeah it's like what is this going to have an impact on because he's always got you know, such an impressive lipper. And, and there's even a Twitter account for it. A, a Jose Abreu's fat lipper. Um, it's it, I'm pretty it, sure there's a Twitter account for Jose Abreu's fat lipper. And if there isn't, there needs to be. It one. is. There is. I just said that. <laughs> there is. Is and, there really, dude? Yeah, there is. There really okay. is. Um, yeah, I think it's Pito's fat lipper. Is, is that what, <laughs> the name of? But anyway, um, we we had. I remember when we had saw the first initial proposals for these safety protocols, and we sent them in a group, Tony. And what was the first thing I said in asterisks? I said, Jose Abreu has retired from baseball. Um, that's what I first thought. But then the second we went back on it, and we were like, okay, well, um, you, someone had suggested snus, and we we're like, yeah, he's going to have to switch over to the Zin if that's going to be the case. Um, if they're really going to enforce this shit really strictly. Nicotine and baseball are America's pastimes. And they're trying <laughs> to steal that from the game right now. And I don't like that. I I don't know, man. I don't know how you're not going to spit on the field. I don't know how you're not going to high five on the field or whatever, you know, and being six, you know, six feet away in the dugout. How the hell is that going to work? Especially with the expanded roster, right? We we have to, no one's even brought that up yet. Well, at least here. Yeah. Number one, number two. In a condensed schedule, the hydrotherapy thing I see is starred. That's very important to keep your body all. You know what I'm saying? Like ready to go and and loose and whatnot. So that's going to be hard on these guys. I'm. I like that the licking fingers is um, asterisk too. I mean, obviously, we we see a bunch of so players do that when they're pitchers, up. Yeah, right. Exactly for pitchers. Even damn. I... Doesn't Yachty do it when he goes up to bat? I mean, this seems like backyard baseball. They don't want you to throw the coronavirus pitch. You know, like as soon as as soon as they do something, I'm gonna bean you after I put some virus on this ball. I'm gonna throw it right at your head. They're just trying to. I mean, what's gonna happen when someone spits, man? It's gonna be like Monsters Inc. out there. We got a fucking twenty three nineteen, and you know everybody's gonna be running out. You know, like you stop the fucking game, like you said, hazmat suits and shit, man. I just don't get how it's gonna work, man. Well, that, that's what you know, like what... If, if the players can pull it off, like more power to you, bro. Like, hey, I I have been wrong in my life. I guarantee I will be wrong again. Maybe they could do it. It's just, I 
Hey, here, so here's, a, here's a question, Buzz. What we've seen, I think. Here's a question. If I told you you are not allowed to spit all day, what is going to be on your mind? Well, I only swallow, so. <laughs> <laughs> Off the rails. I'm sorry. I, I would, I would, I would spit. I think, and not out of defiance, but because but it's on I your mind. Think, yeah, I, yeah. I feel like I would, I would. What, what's the word? Uh, salivate. Mm-hmm. You know, or whatever. Yeah, I, I would just have to. I would just have to spit. I would just have to spit. You know, I, I don't. I don't know. I. I'm sorry about the swallow comment. It just came to my mind, and I ran with it. I apologize about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, Tony, I'm with you. It's like just from growing up, like playing baseball. It's like I can't imagine. It's just, it just kind of like natural, or like a break in between. Like if I'm playing like third base or whatever, go down, uh, get ready for you know, uh, get ready to field. Okay, pitches ball, step back. Scrape the dust a little bit, spit yep. on it. Oh wait, like you. you but know, that's you what I. That's guys, what I want to. I want to know what that, happens. They're not even thinking about it. They're not even I, thinking about it, and they do it. Right. I want to know what happens when somebody spits. I just told you. Yeah. Twenty three nineteen. Yeah. I want. I want to know if that's the actual reaction to the whole thing. Is like there's a big deal. We've got to clear the field off. We haven't even gotten so, into we've we haven't even gotten into like what if a player tests positive and here's the other thing too oh that yeah the that, yeah. the, 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 the testing and everything whole, if everybody's actually, healthy you should be allowed to spit right if everybody's yeah, checking well, out okay why do we so, have to have some of these other precautions that's that's the other thing that's here yeah so there's another I think another. that that just that just shows you that we as a as a country or as a as a whole entire world don't have the ability to combat this right now. So we, we, we can't even allow a baseball player to spit on the field because we don't know if they're infected or not. If we can't allow a baseball player to spit on the field, should we be playing these games? Yeah, Tony, there's another um, thing when you're talking about testing, uh, an article that I saw from NBC um, Chicago. Uh, I did not include um, the details in this rundown there, but that was one of the initial concerns too, because um, I believe at first MLB had said that the uh, blood test daily for every player was not going to be implemented. Um, So then that was a cause for initial concern. And then also the immediate turnaround tests um, were going to be saved for, um, you know, more people who were actually experiencing symptoms. um, Whereas the other ones would be a 24 hour turnaround. So, I mean, there's a boatload of issues here that are still at play um, from the safety side, hell before you even get into money and contracts and all that stuff. Um, So the, I, you know, Tony, before we sense one of these here as it was part of the protocol here, but before we get into our opinions, will we actually see a season? Um, let's uh, let's hear your take on the mascots because you said you had one there. So this can only mean good content for Sunday fun day. <laughs> the mascots. What is a White Sox game without Southpaw, man? Like the Sox win, Southpaw runs out there with this flag, dances around. And what what harm is a guy – who's fully encompassed inside of a giant mascot uniform. That guy could be infected. There's no way that he's spitting anything out. That is like the best protective mask that you could have. He should be the safest fucking person out there. You watch the KBO. They've got like four mascots on the dugout for each team. Why no mascots? Yeah. I don't understand. Hey, what what is so, what is the purpose of this? Tony, I, I wanted to go it. back to the KBO too, um, just really quick on another thing. Um, the hand um, high fiving, I think that was one of them too. That it was discouraged there. 
they're doing that just like a regular, you know, win celebration out on the mound. And most of those guys bump fists anyway, but that was another one that was included in this protocol here. But then, like, you know, basically what they're doing. Fist bump. I don't know. Like, that. It seemed like it seemed like a normal celebration, like a handshake yeah. or whatever, a high five line after a game to me. The the few that I've seen conclude. Yeah, so. I, I don't I don't know. And, and especially you're going to you're going to get a group of 30 to 40 individuals who are going to be with each other every single day. And yes, that does increase the risk. But the whole premise of you can't leave your hotel you stay limited on your exposure. You're not eating out from anybody else. So in a perfect world, you're tr- you're trying to do this in a somewhat of a vacuum, right? If if you're implementing that part the right way, there shouldn't be a need to limit some of the other things. Yes, through chance somebody could come in contact with this. Yes, through chance somebody's going to break the protocol or break the rules in order to do what they need to do. But if these 30 people are with each other day in, day out, continue to do what they're doing, why can't they give each other a high five at the end of a game? I, I don't know. It's it's a sticky subject. I just – I don't know. I just don't think they want I, – I don't know, man. I think they're just trying to be as ca- maybe as cautious as possible, and these are just ideas that they're kicking around, you know? I mean, it, like you said, it's just proposed, you know? I mean – yeah, this is the first week of this. Any anything coming out on this front? Right. So. I mean, it's just you know they're trying to. I mean, even what we did yesterday, even though we had driveway beers at my crib, we were in the driveway. We all had our own, you know, fold out chairs or whatever. We all you had your cooler. I had you know I I had my beer, whatever. Like you know, people look down on that shit too. You know, obviously we're all healthy. I think we're all healthy. If not, <laughs> oh, but you know, I mean, regardless, it's just. I think they're just trying to be as cautious as possible with with these proposals, and I don't know. I mean, it's going to hurt the game regardless. Going into this year is going to hurt the game regardless. I mean, look at look at some of the shit for the away teams that's on this on this list too, man. That we didn't even talk about yet. Like, dude, you, there's no no restaurants for road teams, and showers at the ballparks or you know at the ballpark are discouraged. It's that's like, what, dude, this these is, players. Are, that's what I love just, too. Is yeah, that no rest no restaurants for road players yet you've got states opening up restaurants for dine in right now. And if it's okay for the general public to go do it, yet it's not okay for the players, there there's mixed messaging going on all over the fucking place here. That's what I said. It's so confusing because yeah, it changes it's, all the time. You know, it's I don't understand it. Because like you said, like, you know, there's states that are opening up with with restaurants, so is this again another idea that they have to be as extra cautious as they can be, or is this just trying to make it miserable for the players? So it's, I, I don't know. I, I I don't know because think about it, man. You know, me and you are playing for the fucking Sox, right? And then you and I are in De- are in Detroit, Michigan. We're getting ready to play the Tigers. You can't buy paint. You can't buy anything. Still, you can't buy anything there, non-essential. And the reason I know that is from our dude Juice. You can't buy. You can't buy paint there, dude. You can't do shit. So, like, you're going to go to your hotel, you're going to go play a game, you're going to go back, shower at the hotel, and you're going to sit in self-isolation by yourself until the next day. I mean, that, that fucking sucks for the away team, how, how this is kind of put out, man. Like, that blows. Yeah. Like, 
You know, that, and, that's horrible. I mean, and, and again, I am totally, if you're being extra cautious, I get it. It's fine. But I mean, that just, that fucking sucks. That, yeah, that really there's, does suck. Buzz, there's one thing that was brought up um, in NHL uh, scenario where they were trying to do, you know, at least a proposal for hubs of only doing whatever, four or five cities or whatever it was. Right. Um, and players had, you know, come out publicly and saying they reject that because of the, you know, like for this relates back to the baseball one because leaving the hotel. Um, is another one that's, you know, would be a toughest one for players and coaches there. Um, you know, you're asking these guys to isolate away from their families then, uh, if that's the case. And that's what the NHL gripe was. Um, and I would assume that would totally be a gripe here um, as well. And rightfully so. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, you're asking them to be away for extended times. Um, and grand, some of those would be in the summer. But think about if, you know, things aren't back to normal in the fall um, for some of these players and they got to homeschool kids. It's like, you know, they want to be a part of that life, too. But, oh, they can't because they have to go and, you know, the league requires mandates that they, you know, not leave their hotel if they're on the road or whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it just it it's uh <laughs> there's a lot there, there's a lot there um but i think we do have to move on we'll like buzz it so there's new stuff coming out every day so next week i'm sure we'll have a fresh batch of all this to talk about um or if there's any progress made on either side um we'll discuss it here um tony had put in here he says he wants my thoughts on universal dh um because you guys had discussed that uh, on a live before um i'll be honest with you i did not tune into that uh, i was busy during that time so i could not but um i think i think tony i think tony is uh is my take on it and we disagree on this but that's fine um i've been in favor of it um for a while now um i, I look at the overall pitcher hitting stats I, I don't care about your weird baseball uh, i don't care about your managerial uh importance i don't care uh, about your pitchers who rake you want more excitement in the game, which is ba- what baseball needs. Yeah, universal DH. It's you know, and why should a NL pitcher get to face you know one less out basically for six innings per game? I mean, in the AL pitchers, it's harder on then, and then you're comparing stats to both of those. Like, do you, how do you take into factor that without going and subtracting every pitcher at bat? You know, I don't know. It's I've been. Uh, on the universal DH may also be swayed because I'm an American league fan. Uh, I'm a white Sox fan. So I see us playing the American league. I like having the DH like when Frank Thomas was able to DH, even in his later years there. Um, uh, I like the option of fucking someone like Yerman Mercedes for us having that. And obviously we're in the AL, so that doesn't matter for us, but you know, uh, think about the Cubs side of town. It's like, you know, I don't like the Cubs, but Hey, they, Kyle Schwarber may have a longer life in the national league. Just, I, Yep, because just to bring that instead up, of yeah. having, instead of you know he'd be a prime trade target for like someone like the Yankees before that, but um, you make the universal DH, uh, you make it a little tougher on pitchers in the NL, and uh, you get a little more excitement to the game, and you get your you know uh, I'm sorry the anomalies. Uh, sure, might be fun and it might be great for fucking MLB Cut Four to post some stupid video about it, but I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit about that. I don't give a shit about your pitchers who rake. I don't give a shit about weird baseball. Tony, that was like one game that we discussed last year. Oh, yeah, it was funny and like whatever. We're discussing Carson Fulmer. But then again, Carson Fulmer pulls the damn hamstring as he's run down to first base there um, when we're playing the Phillies in an NL game. Carson there. Fulmer so, should be in better shape. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I got doubled. I got double teamed. Yes, 100%. 100%. I got, as soon as you can implement it, do it. The, I'm all for it. I got double teamed on this topic, Nani. Um, 
uh, and it, w- it was not fun, but it was whatever. You know, I, I, I understand when you have your NL fans or whatever that are used to the way of the game. I'm not one to tell them to do anything, but I brought up numbers last week or whenever we did the live. I don't remember when it was, but I brought up numbers of, you know, the pitchers hitting and stuff like that. It was like, you know, one. 50 or something like that. And it's like, you know, it's almost an automatic out. Then I get thrown at me. Well, you know, the strategy and then, you know, me and you start making fun of, we say strategy, you know, and all that noise. And then I went to your point where you just brought up the excitement of the game. Do you want an automatic out or do you want a potential for a home run there? Well, that's exactly what the MLB would probably be chasing after. Right. Because they have the least and they rightfully should because they're right. Their demo, you know, the the age demographic of their, you know, viewership is it's totally increasing. It has been, and that's been an issue of theirs because the younger people like the NFL, younger people like the NBA, but somehow that, you know, that average age viewership stays up there for the MLB. It's like, okay, well, what do people love? They love the bat flips. You know, there's a reason why they're always going out and promoting that. Why did Tim Anderson become, you know, the, such a, you know widely uh, known name this year because he did that and brought attention to himself. And then obviously a brawl insinuated after that. So that's going to bring attention as well, but that's kind of stuff that fuels it. And, you know, you could have that in the national league too, instead of your pitcher running out. So why don't we just, why don't we just, why don't we just end pitchers throwing the ball hard and lob it in there for him? So everybody can hit a home run. That that's totally not on par with anything. It is because no, because if you want, if you want everybody hitting home runs, then just lob the ball in there, make the pitcher spot, just uh, another position where you lob the ball in. Where's the strategy? Where's the fucking pitchers duels? Where's the managerial decision? That's what excites me as a baseball fan. If you want to fucking just watch people hit home runs all the time, why don't we just turn it into a home run derby? There's no pitcher duels in the AL at all. There's pitchers duels in the AL. Normally so, they're against no, the White they Sox. They, 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 How can that be? They, could, they yeah. couldn't right. even they couldn't even put a fucking real DH in there last year for the like the last three four fucking years. You couldn't even have a, a real DH in there. Yeah, but I don't understand your point then. My point is that baseball is better when it ha- when it's a chess so match than when it's a fucking yeah, seven to nine me. game because everybody hits fucking like a one run home run every single time they're up to bat. That's not. I'd, I'd, re- I'd much rather watch an extra innings game and a manager have to make a decision. Do I, do I, pinch hit for this pitcher right now, or do I leave him in there because I've only got two other guys left in the bullpen? I think that's exciting. That's just my take on it. I think that's exciting too. But again, you're looking at it in a way where I think it's just kind of like you know when you made your point. Oh, just throw lobs in so everybody hits home runs. That's not, that's not what we're saying at all. No, but you guys, you guys said that the, the the everybody wants to see home runs. So if more people are hitting home runs, more people will tune in. And I think that that's just I, I personally think that that's just a face value thing. And I think it's I think it's the fact that people have lost respect for the slow baseball game. I want my baseball game to be slow. I want it to take four hours. I want it to be incredibly slow so I can sit there drink five, ten beers during it and go into the 11th, 12th, 13th inning because I don't want to get to whatever it is that I have to do after the baseball game. I'd rather just sit there and enjoy it for five, six fucking hours instead of, okay, we've got a nine to two ball game because one team is incredibly stacked and everybody can hit a home run here. All right. I think you get a little bit more of that in the NL. So you want the White Sox to be an NL team. 
I didn't say I want the White Sox to be an NL team, but they basically play like. Well, that's what you're saying. If we're going to go by your logic here, Um, (laughs) they basically they've played like one for a while. Teach their own, but um, I would be upset if I was someone like the you know on the NL side when you have someone who's really well suited for that DH role. Um, The White Sox were an NL team, and Yerman Mercedes is never going to have a chance to get a shot there. Um, just because a pitcher has to hit, there's no place for him. You can't put him in the outfield. He's too unreliable behind the plate. Um, I think you're denying some hitters should he, with potential should he be, there. Should he, be um, an, should he be a major league baseball player then if he can't play the field? Well, I mean, we've seen guys that are basically strictly DHs. I mean, there's right. We, we've dealt with well, that a, a lot. There's a position <laughs> jam, Tony. It's like, okay, whatever. Fucking throw him at first base then if you don't want him to like move at all. Um, but guess what? We've got Andrew Vaughn there. We've got Jose Abreu that's locked up there for a couple more years now. Um, your Mercedes lingers around, marinates a couple more years. We're an NL team. He's fucking trashed or traded. He, you know, wasted away, uh, made his resurgence in spring training, never got the call, and then um, or never got the opportunity, and then he's done because he's whatever, a 27-year-old prospect. Uh, I think that's where he's at in age there, 27, 28 yeah, years old. Yeah, 27. Um, so that's, I mean, I kind of look at that and you're kind of restricting some hitters there. And yeah, it, I sure, whatever, Tony, I'd, maybe it's me. I'd like the, I was a pitcher, but I, as a fan now, I, I like watching high scoring games and you're talking about attracting an audience, which baseball desperately needs to do. Um, that maybe it's an easy solution that they could do since one. I, think I still, only I'll, go, our, I'll go back to what I I'll go back to what I said uh, when I talked to Buzz. I think that uh, if you want to attract an audience, you change your social media policy, and you let you well, let I mean, guys like Johnny Nani go out there and tweet the they're... gifts of it. Yeah, but that's another thing that they're going to have to do, though, man. It's not just because when their social media changes doesn't mean everything's going to blow up. They have to do a couple different things. People are going to have to be interested in the game as well. Yes, am I still interested in watching a game? Absolutely. The pitcher bats, yeah, it's cool, whatever. Do I think it'd be more convenient? To get another guy up that maybe have, has a hot bat, so I don't have to watch, you know, a, a pitcher fucking, you know, ground out twice or strike out twice in a game. And yeah, man, that's more exciting. And then as far like the strategy shit, miss me with that. Miss me with that. Yeah, it's a sucky call. You have to make a call. Do I leave this reliever in or my starting pitcher in who's been doing great all game, and then put this guy in who might get a hit, or do I leave my pitcher in and then basically get that automatic out, which might fuck my team over? Like, nah. Well, see, I, I, I would argue, I would argue that that's, 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 I mean, if you want to, if you want to take that, like, let's take all intelligence out of the game and just let, like, why, why don't There's we have, why don't we have, why don't we have designated fielders? Why don't we have designated fielders then? Let's get the best guys out there on the field and field 90 on the spectrum of this question. You're just pulling, you're just pulling things because you're being old man who doesn't want change. That's what you're doing right now. That is what you're doing right now. I told you last time we were doing this live. I understand why people want that, and I don't discredit your opinion. I'm telling you from the MLB standpoint and where they're at. You said miss me with the strategy of baseball. You said miss me with the strategy of baseball. I said miss me with that shit, and then I gave you the reason why. Yeah, because you you, you just want the DH no matter what because you feel like it's going to be better for the White Sox. I don't give a fuck about other teams. And I've said that last time we were on here. I don't give a fuck about other teams. But I don't. I don't give a shit. Be a fan, I, I be a fan of the sport. Be a fan of the history of the game. Know it better. I'm a fan of the sport. All right, so, Tony, I'm a fan of the sport, and I'm a fan of the future of the game. So that's why I want the Universal DH. There you right. go. You're a fan of, of the sport, and you're a fan of the past of the game, so that's why you want the uh, pitchers to stay. Yeah, in, I would say that then that's, that's fine. That's fine. 
right there. I didn't get to finish my last point because, you know, of course, I got Tony mad and he talked on me. But I think it makes the pitchers have to work even harder, too, when they have another fucking DH in the lineup. So why don't you throw that out there? Yeah, that's what I said. Well, why did the NL pitchers get such a pass? Uh, on, exactly. You know, we got to watch some guys over going up season. against fucking badasses constantly. And then you get an automatic fucking out. And, uh, again, nice me with the fight. It's not an automatic out. You have pitchers that rake. <laughs> I've, like, never no, said, no. I've never said pitchers that rake. That was never my not term. Me, not, you, not, not you. I'm throwing this out as a generalization. I just said that. I'm throwing that out as a generalization. That is not a direct quote from Tony Marchese. I'm saying miss me with that shit because it makes it harder on the pitcher. So it adds another element into the game. It's not like you're taking an element out and just being like, oh, this guy's automatically coming up and hitting a fucking dinger because I had A.J. Reed there last year and I wanted to drown myself in my bathtub and have Nani throw a fucking toaster in there as I was drowning. Just put me out of my misery and kill me. So, you know, like, there is still strategy. Still got And then it makes it even better. You have to build a better team. Your GM has to be smarter on how he does things. There's other things that come. With something that's taken away, there's other good things that come. That's my point. And now I'm out of beer. <laughs> yeah, if you, that's it. You, you wanted my thoughts on it. I'm in favor of it. Hey, everyone tell their own opinion. There are, I see reasons for it because, Tony, I'm totally with you. We did the post game, the socks on tap of that weird baseball game last year at Philadelphia. The extra innings win where we had the ridiculous position changes on the Philly side of things. And like I'd said, Carson Fulmer pulling a hamstring or whatever he did running down to first base. Um and th- that can be. So I totally understand some of the arguments on the other side. Um, but it's just where I sit on it and the the mass percentage of time, it's basically an automatic out. That's my underlying concept behind it. And I'd rather see the potential for more offense there um, in the NL as we already have in the AL. So um, I'll let it sit at that. But um, back to this before we uh, get into our closing down topics, will we actually see a season this year as of right now? Just opinion. It doesn't have to be long, but um, real quick. Because I'm not optimistic about anything. I don't know. And it's just a damn shame because we had so much fun. And I know we wouldn't go get to watch anything, but we would still be able to social distance in Tony's driveway with the big ass TV he has in his garage and watch a game together, you know? Like that, I'm, I just I just don't feel super optimistic about it. And you know, points that you know, Tone, you brought up earlier, man. With all these, with, you know, with all these rule changes that players are going to go for it, and then you know, Nani, you saying the same thing. Are these guys going to want to travel like this and do that? Man, there just seems to be so many things that are more against it than there are for it, and that sucks. So I, gun to my head right now, I don't. If it does happen, I don't see it happen by July, boys. I could be wrong, though. I mean, fuck it. I, I could be wrong. I, I, I could be, but I, I just don't think I am. I really don't think I am. Not with a labor dispute on the fucking horizon. You know, I, the, the, this isn't NASCAR or the Basically, UFC. the labor dispute being bumped up. Buzz. Well, like I, I said, like the, the coronavirus excel. Like I said, the coronavirus accelerated yeah, it, man. 100%, it, yeah, 100%. Yeah. So, it you just know, it ex- doesn't yeah. play into the odds, yeah. Right. It just, if I just don't see it with that. Uh, coronavirus and a labor dispute. That's what you're fighting against right now, honestly. And I don't know. I, 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 don't, I don't think so. It's, 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 it's bad. Okay. Drug, the drugs are bad. Okay. What I'm saying right now might save your lives someday, kids. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> Tony, get us. I think, Nani, you brought up an excellent point about, uh, you know, the NHL, NBA. They're in the middle of their season. There's no labor dispute that goes on here, but the the baseball 
MLB, they have not started the season yet, which allows them to open up this Pandora's box. And it's it's so wide open right now. And you we just talked about the Heyman tweet with all the exclusions. And we talked about Trevor Bauer and Blake Snell, all this other crap that's come out there with some of these players. I think it's really hard to start this season when you've got a group of players who aren't even unified themselves. And then you've got the players union and the uh, owners group not unified at all either. There's so much chaos. Everybody's digging up every little bit of dirt right now on each side. And that doesn't, that doesn't, doesn't bode well for starting uh, baseball anytime soon. In my opinion, I think right now would be the best time to table this season get to work on a new CBA and just for the sake of the sport, hammer that thing out right now because we don't know if the coronavirus is going away now. We don't know if we're going to have yeah. the same restrictions next year. You're right. It might yeah. be two to three fucking years before we've got this thing under control. Table it. Say baseball is done for the year. Get to work on hammering out a CBA. As soon as we've got a vaccine or some sort of better control on this thing, you hit the ground running. That's just my take on it. I, I just I, I feel like there's too much unknown. There's too much uncertainty with the health concerns itself, and then on top of that, you've got this the CBA expiring. Let's get this thing hammered out. Put it, you know, vote and, and nullify the CBA as it is right now. Get to work on making baseball whole again. Get a fucking five to ten year deal on the table. Sign that shit. And in if it's 21, if it's 22, you start this shit back up and you get rolling in a more peaceful situation, I think that's better for the sport. That's yeah, it. as of right now, I'll, I'll go real quick because um, we got to get through the rest of this. Um, but real real quick, um, as of right now, negative Nani dropping in. I just don't see it. <laughs> uh, too many obstacles to hurdle. And uh, I've said this on Four Feathers. I said this on this show before. Logistical nightmare. First of all, I wouldn't want to be in any operations on either side, uh, players or owners, teams, whatever. Ballpark itself. Um, there's so many nitty-gritty details that would need to be worked out. And what happens if, you know, someone tests positive within somewhere what, what's the protocol shut everything down quarantine them and who they've been in contact with for a few weeks but then you're taking a team out of the mix possibly um so many questions up in the air right now um with me so i would i would say no plus i mean obviously that's the we already had the discussion so i don't need to go into it anymore um about the money so if the, there's that on top of it and right now it just doesn't look positive but um i will say that you know, this is just opinion. I wanted to ask, get a round table on it. Um, we'll go and revisit it as soon as any more new information comes about. Um, but as of right now, if you're going to have to ask me and say that I had to say yes or no right now, based on what has been going on, no. But I also think that was kind of expected after the first week of things because we knew that things could get messy. Things have gotten messy. They probably will stay messy for a week, two weeks, three weeks, maybe. Who knows? Um, this thing could be into June and we're still not settled on something, but um, yeah, just wanted to round that thing up with that. So um, moving on, um, guys, that was good discussion overall here. We're getting into the home stretch of our show. Um, we decided that we are going to let our tinfoil marinate. Tinfoil hat takes marinate, so tinfoil hat time will return next week. We've got nothing for you there. You can sit and uh, you know think a little bit longer on who started coronavirus from Tony's last 
uh, tinfoil hat take that we had on here, but uh, meatball takes. Uh, let's go with those. I don't have any meatball takes, man. Um, uh, besides the fact that I think that it has nothing baseball related to do, but I think if I put my mind to it, I will be a NASCAR driver this time next year. There you can go. that be my can that be my meatball take? I usually have good yeah. ones, but I'm I'm just so surrounded with NASCAR right now. I don't I I don't know. Absolutely can be yours, Tony. You got one? Um, sure. Uh, I think the universal DH is lame and weak. That's my meatball take. What a <laughs> fucking, what a jag off. Uh, He's got to get the last word in. Is it, <laughs> he just, that, that's just Tony Marchese, ladies and gentlemen. Tony Marchese. He's got to get that last word in. Then he has that little sly fucking smirk. I know people can't hear him <laughs> or see him over the fucking the camera right now, but he gets that. He just goes, oh, I think the universal DH is lame and weak. Little fucking smirk there, and then he just fades out the camera view, just like, okay. Hmm. And that was Buzz trying to get the last word in on me, ladies and gentlemen. All right, I'll go with mine. Uh, meatball take. I still love um, going back, and this is more meatball take because Hawk would be considered, you know, the old school, the old brass. Um, I still love his reaming out umpires, um, you know, kind of episodes that he would have in games when he was calling White Sox. And uh, we saw that on Sox Rewind a couple of times. And he, he will just, as soon as he, there's one thing, he'll latch on and keep going and digging yes. and digging and digging and digging. And I love it. As a White Sox fan, as a homer watching that on Sox Rewind, it's great. I love it. I think it's hilarious. And other people will say, oh, well, you know, it's like he was just such an asshole or whatever. He couldn't let it go or he couldn't see reason. And it's like, well, I want my you know, announcer there to be the homer in that case. And we all grew up on that. We all love Hawks. So um, to any of the new school guys who are the, oh, let's see the other side and uh, anything of that. I I still love the Hawk reaming umpires out. And you know what I wish? I think it'd be funny if Benetti would do it once in a while for one that he felt passionate enough about, too. I think that would be a cool uh, kind of throwback. It obviously wouldn't be in the same style as Hawk, but um I, I would like to see that from, from a White Sox broadcast standpoint. So that's my meatball take. All right, guys, uh, winding this thing down. Shout outs. Uh, let's uh, hit them with a buzz. Uh, shout outs this week go to at that baseball fan um, and at um, hot, hot. Hot take Tommy. Thanks, man. I got tongue twisted. I got thank you. I I got I didn't tell you that. You just read my mind. That's what brothers do. They read you know, we disagree on things, but we still read each other's minds. Yeah, uh that baseball fan carry and then uh hot take Tommy just because they shouted out the on tap guys on um their podcast there and I thought that was real cool of them and I wanna give them a you know, shout out back that they're both, you know, under a thousand follows. They're both good follows and um they're both good people on top of that. We've, we actually shared beers with Carrie at the ballpark. I think, Nani, I think you were with us. I know me and Tony were. Um, we shared beers with Carrie, and then we all had beers with um, Tommy at the event, the 108 event that we were at. So mm-hmm. um, I want to shout those two guys out real quick. This week's this week shout-out goes to uh, a guy who's on the show right now. That's Buzz. He let us come to his driveway, drink beers yesterday. Uh, very gracious host. Um, so thank you to Buzz. It was a, a great time actually being able to, to see my two best friends in the world and drink some beers together. Helps me get through this time. So shout out to you. Shout out to your wife for allowing that to happen. Shout out Jamie. Um, that's yep. my shout out for the week. Yeah. Um, yeah good ones there, guys. Um, I will uh, send out a shout out 
over on out to the Iowa people. Um, Jason asking <laughs> Iowa Sean, Sean, Iowa Sean, Sean Roberts and Iowa White Sox fan. All of those guys, um, you know, they, they've been in the replies uh, trying to keep things lively, trying to stay connected um, more so than anything. And I love that because it's guys that you would totally see at tailgates um, uh, from time to time. But I, I like that Sean uh, and, and Jason and Iowa Sox fan, they all make the um, effort to, you know, go out of their way and respond when we put up something or uh, tag us in something that we they think might be interesting, whatever it may be. Um, I, I appreciate that, and I've seen that from those guys. And I like the little community that they're building out there. So any White Sox fans, if you're in Iowa listening to Sox on Tap here, make sure you're uh, in touch with those guys. Sean Roberts, Jason Hosking, that's at Aussie Sox fan, and then at Iowa White Sox. Um, Speaking of Iowa, I've got one thing on here. Yeah. There was there was a little bit of uh, uh, noise around the uh, Field yeah. of Dreams game that we didn't touch on uh, in the news section. And White Sox David tweeted out that uh, the, the Field of Dreams game, if they do play a season this year, will not be against the Yankees. And one of the teams uh, that would be a potential opponent for the White Sox in that game would be the Chicago Cubs. And I would be remiss if I didn't get your guys take on that real quick before we close it down. I would rent a helicopter and uh, we would just fly over and we'd watch the game from there. <laughs> and uh, I don't have a lot of money and that would probably take all my money, but goddamn would it be an experience for us, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it might not be as good as a helicopter one, but probably a little more practical buzz. Uh, my uncle um, and a couple of my cousins live out in Iowa, so I could foresee a watch party out in Davenport, Iowa, even though we might not be there at the Field of Dreams. I would assume they're not allowing fans in, but we could be on Iowa soil uh, watching from a garage, a man cave um, like, you know, many of us have here, but based in Iowa. White Sox fans, all of them. So um, it'd be fun. It'd be fun to play the Cubs there. It would add more to that rivalry that the Cubs fans don't think exists. It absolutely does. Um, I I would be totally fine with it. Um, It would have been cool uh, if it was against the Yankees as originally scheduled because there would be a lot of East Coast eyes on it. Um, I feel like there would have been if it was shortly after like the Cubs like World Series one. But I'm hey, ESPN might have covered the product out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, God. Okay, so, yeah, we're going to have to go on Nani's plan for sure. I just did some Googling. You guys don't want to hear this. Um, Hourly rent for a helicopter, a calculated per hour basis can uh, vary, but the normal is uh, $65,000 per hour. Cool. Yeah, I I mean, I might be able to get two minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Looks like we're not getting a helicopter. We could we could start. Everybody listening to this, help us live our dream. Go fund me, yeah, (laughs) and go fund me and donate to the Socks on Tap crew (laughs) to get a helicopter for at least four hours. Actually, we're gonna need it for about like eight or nine because we gotta get there. Yes. Uh, I mean, we could we could drive there and then take the helicopter up over. That might save some money. yeah, maybe the, uh, the you know, it's cheaper somewhere in Iowa to rent instead. I'm looking at Illinois prices here. Fucking inflation, you know. There's uh, got to be some There's got to right. be some sort of tax on that. All right. Tony, your thoughts on playing the Cubs, though, at Field of Dreams, if that were to happen? 
Uh, I got to shout out Pete Hand on this one because he said uh, on Twitter the other day that this game should obviously have been played against the Cincinnati Reds, uh, the opponent of the White Sox in the 1919 World Series, and I think that that was a huge miss by the MLB, and shout out Pete Hand for pointing that out on Twitter. I completely agree with him. Um, If you're not going to play the Yankees, which is... Believe it or not, a longtime White Sox rival, I think you play that game against the Chicago Cubs or the Minnesota Twins. Um, I would rather see the Cubs than I would see the Twins in in that game. Um, But with that said, playing the Cubs in this game and losing on national television to the Cubs would be absolutely unacceptable. I think all of us would be very deflated after that because, like Johnny said, yes, this is absolutely a rivalry. Um I'm still going to talk shit, though. It just, I feel like if you're a White Sox fan and you were looking forward to this game against the Yankees and we lost to the Yankees, yeah, we'd still have our our feeling. But if we lose to the Cubs in a game on the Field of Dreams, we're never going to hear the end of it. So I don't know. Yeah. I'm I'm just right. I'm right there where I'm like, eh. Play it against yeah. somebody else. Let us have it, our fucking moment for a second. I've I've got one final word on here before we send it to Buzz for the closeout, Tony. And I, as much as it would be cool to still see that, um, I'd say postpone that. No matter who it's against, doesn't matter what what the opponent's going to be in. Never postpone it until you can do the proper experience and people can go out there. Yeah. Um, and actually be. At, I know it's a very limited whatever only eight thousand or whatever tenants so it's not like a money thing but for the sentimental value people that were going to come and visit the actual field of dreams maybe they'd never been out there going to see it um hell i might have been one of those people um going to you know see it for the first time in person um seeing the field of dreams and then you know the tickets probably would have been too ridiculous to go but i would have been with you know my cousins that live in iowa who are white Sox fans um out there and watching it somewhere at a bar and you know in in their garage or whatever it may be um so i would say postpone that shit um it's a cool concept and it's cool that they have the field but hell for field of dreams itself too wasn't the goal to try and bring some more eyeballs some more you know wallets through there that's that's just my take on it so well, I think this was a, a successful episode, guys. We had some arguing. We had some agreeing. We had love. We had hate. It was it was fantastic. Everybody be sure to go on tapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at SoxTonTap. Following us at OnTapSportsNet. We'll probably be back next week with another episode. And uh, before we leave you, be sure, if you listen to us live today, to go to MixLR.com. Shoot us a follow over there. You'll be notified anytime we go live. And anywhere you listen to us on podcasting form you know spotify google play itunes whatever be sure to give us a five star rating and review we'll be back next week and our for sure our always lead out white Sox forever white Sox forever white Sox forever <laughs>